For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for an episode of the RFR Rundown. That is Raiders Fan Radio Rundown. That's where me and my cousin Sonny run down the hottest stories within Raider Nation. So without further ado, welcome to the Fan Cave from the West Coast. My good friend and yours, Cousin Sonny. What up, Murph? Thanks for having me back. Looking forward to a victory over the Chiefs. Sometime in the next 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Because it won't be this weekend. <laughs> it won't be this weekend, but it will be coming soon. You know, what's funny is that the theme of, of us around here, we're not negative guys. Like, no, you and, we're not at all. You and I do not approach life as a doom and gloom Eeyore. Oh, wow. Like, what else? You know, it's, just, uh, it's a sad sack. Screw being a sad exactly, sack. Exactly. Right. And so, in, in fact, I might have to bust out our old sad sack thing. But yeah, like, we're not sad sacks, but it's like when the new is the news like this is kind of like the josh dubow angle he's like i'm not a hater i'm just telling you what it is like it's not about like i don't have an agenda i'm just reporting and i kind of feel like that's what we're doing here and look and this is not the way last week we got uh (laughs) we had some feedback from folks that and and you even said it that we needed to have a trigger warning before that episode well listen this is kansas city chiefs week if you're easily offended or triggered just turn it off. Like, thank just you for checking us out. Don't, don't watch the game. Just don't even watch the don't game. Don't even watch the game. Because, look, it's don't not pretty, it. man. Like, And we're going to get into that. We got some good and the bad and some ugly to get into. Um, but uh, Now, they, they could win, Murph. They could win. Well, they could. Yeah, they could win. Jessica Alba could call me after this show, too. <laughs> 
right. Well, since uh, since it you, could happen, it, it could, could happen. happen. Well, it since, could happen. and since you brought it up, Sonny, let's just, just go ahead. It. Let's just go ahead and hit it. Let's just start off the top of the show with this. Take these two over to the garage, will you? I want them cleaned up for dinner. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Sad sock. <laughs> this is not going to go the way you think. Sad sock. It's really unfair. It's my team. It's my quarterback. Sad sock. I'll, I'll be, I'll be lying if I say. That it didn't bother me. Sad sock. Sometimes emotions. That's my favorite one. LT is what makes a person. Sad sock. I promised Ness I wouldn't do this. But um, as I said, there comes a time when. When. Uh... Sad sock. I'm not a sad sack, am I? Oh, oh. Sad sack. You complete me. Sad sack. Oh my god. No. <laughs> the ultimate sad sack. The ultimate one, right? Sand gets yeah. everywhere. Alright. So Sonny, why are we sad sacking this week? Well, well, I'm going to take you on a little bit of a journey, Raider Nation. We're going to do some good, and we're going to do some bad. We're going to do some ugly. We're going to try to give you some positivity around this thing. But look, here's the thing. And look, and this has been the driving topic amongst Raider Nation, and it's been the play of our quarterback. So let's go ahead and knock this thing out right off the top of the show. Sonny, I'm going to play you an audio bite here, and I want to hear your response to it. I guess I'm harsher on Carr than others, and I hear about that from Raiders fans because I just – I know how good he can be. Like last year in that Thursday night game, he comes out on national television and is dealing and he's beating rivers. And then this year in the Monday night game, it's like he's wearing his heart in his sleeve and he's going so hard. And you're like, you want to root for this guy. And then no shows in big games and fumbles and big plays. And I don't know if I have him in the top 16. I don't. And I know he's the all time touchdown leader for the Raiders and he's going to end up with a ton of wins in his career. And he's a Raider for life and the whole thing. But, He's not in the top tier. He's probably not in the second tier. And then you start slipping into the, all right, well, would you rather have Baker Mayfield or Derek Carr? Oof. So that's Peter Schrager from NFL Network. Sonny, your thoughts? I love everything about Derek Carr except when I need him the most. I love what he does off the field. I love his commitment to his faith. I love his commitment to the camps he runs for kids. I love his commitment to his brotherhood and his family. I love his commitment to the Raiders. I love that he grew up a Raider. I love that he grew up in the Bay Area and California area. I love everything about this guy, except when I need him to beat the Chiefs in Kansas City, except when I need him to beat the Bills in a shootout, except when I, when I need him to, to lead this team during the race issues and the sit down Neil stuff against the Redskins a couple years ago. Like I love everything about Carr except when I need him the most. Does that make sense? Yes. I think that's a, that's very, very well put Sonny. And you know, when we need him most like Peter Schrager said, there is in the big games. And like we were talking about on, on uh, Raiders fan radio live this past week, Sonny, we're talking about like having emotional connections to to players and what or coaches or whatever, just to, fandom in general. It came up because we we're talking about Eddie Van Halen. 
And and I and I mentioned during that segment the most uh, connected I felt as a fan to Derek Carr. Like the biggest Derek Carr moment to me was not even a play on the field. It was when he came running back into the Coliseum after breaking his pinky. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was yep. a bit. That was like Carolina, right? Carolina, right? Yeah, that was that yeah. was where we saw the heart, the leadership, yeah. the will to win. That all those things, like that, to me was my favorite Derek Carr moment, and it had nothing to do with throwing a touchdown pass because it showed something. It showed that next, like that is what you get off the couch for as a fan. Like, yeah, like remember that? Like I remember mm-hmm. us doing a show back then, and you screaming, like I can't believe what he did. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, like it was dude, crazy badass. cool, right? But how many of those moments have we seen? I I don't think he's been the same since December 24th, 2016. We all know where we were. I was on my in-laws couch getting ready to open Christmas gifts, watching the game on my iPad, and uh, and he goes down, you know, against the Colts. And, and And I think it's as simple as he has been shook ever since that moment. Um, I would love to do a deep psychological analysis on it and talk to him and all that, but he's been shook since then, man. He hasn't, he has not been the same since that injury. And th- and that's the, that's like, to me, it's factual. Like there is no arguing that he is a different quarterback now than he was prior to that injury in 2016. Cause prior to that injury is when all that stuff happened, right? Playing with the yep. playing with the broken pinky and stuff, diving for first downs against the Saints. I mean, he was captain comeback that year, man. And ever since then, he hasn't been the same. And and, and if it's playing, and, and then here's the other thing: it's like I'm I'm way beyond my uh, evolution in life of like you know these guys who play sports. They all want to win Super Bowls, like they don't. And so he's playing to play the game. I don't question his desire to win. I question his desire to put his body on the line for, 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 for a win. And I, and I think maybe that's a little bit what's going on. But he's scared to throw the ball downfield. He's scared to take risks that he doesn't need to take. And he, he just doesn't have that gusto anymore. He doesn't have that it factor, right? Like what makes somebody great? Like once you get to the league, everybody's great, right? Like you don't get to the NFL and not be great at your position. But then there's that next level where it's like that guy has it. And Derek Carr had it. But now he's lost it, and I don't know if he'll ever find it again. That's a very good point. Now, so so here's the so we said we were going to sad sack a little bit, and that's great points there by Sonny. Uh, and I would love you're the man to do a freaking you know uh, a mental analysis on the guy. I would love to see that uh, and and hear that report on a podcast. But um, so here's the thing. So here's why it's such a challenge for us. So let's do some bad. Well, I'm going to save the good. I said we're going to do good, bad, and the ugly, but let's save the good for a minute. Let's go to the bad. Okay, here's why it's bad. Derek Carr is 0-6 all-time at Arrowhead Stadium. He is one of eight quarterbacks since the merger to make six-plus road starts at a stadium and lose all of them. So this is the company he's keeping. Neil Lomax, 0-6 at RFK Stadium. Mike Livingston, 0-6 at Mile High. Jake Plummer, 0-6 at Arrowhead. Brian Seip, 0-7 at Three Rivers. Steve Grogan, 0-8 at the Orange Bowl. Brett Favre, 0-9 at Texas Stadium. And how about this one? The King, Boomer Esiason, 0410 at the Astrodome. Ooh. Ouch. But I mean, others, huh? <laughs> but I mean, but outside of freaking Brett Favre, like, you don't want to be associated with anybody else on this list. No. Maybe Once Boomer. Ball, that's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so, so that's why it's a challenge. Also, this is what he's going up against on the converse. 
the guy that, that one of our listeners referred to that looks like a melted candle, Kermit the Frog over there, and quarterbacks to start against the Raiders four-plus times without ever losing. Patrick Mahomes, 4-0. and And there's one other one. You want to try to guess who the other one is? This one I would have not have guessed on my own. Uh, okay, wait, wait, wait. What, what's, the, what's the question? Okay. Of quarterbacks to start against the Raiders four or more times and not lose. Okay. Patrick Mahomes. And what, what, what era? Uh, current, still playing. Still playing. Yeah, but playing for a different team. I'll give you an extra hint. Playing for a different team than he was already on when he beat the Raiders four, four times. Correct. Uh, Although he was with his second team, has beat the Raiders too. Recently? Yes. Cam Newton? Good guess. He just lost. He just lost. Good guess. No, it was, it was last year. Uh, I don't know. Ryan Tannehill. 4-0 and against oh, the Raiders. Okay. Yeah, 4-0 against the Raiders. So anyway, so, that, so that's the bad. That's why this is such a, a big challenge for us. Or at least we're starting to, to see the picture there. But here's, here's the thing. It's not just Derek's fault. And, no, it's not. And, and, and let's, let's clarify. It's not all on Derek. But, but to me, we knew the starting quarterback. A lot, it's a lot on you, man. It's a lot on you. It is. You get more of the blame than you deserve, and you get more of the credit than you deserve. And so that said... Let's dig into some of the ugly because I think this is where it really makes really comes to really comes to close for me. And listen, this is we talked again about on the show on RFR Live this last week. If you missed it, go listen to it. We talked about why Gruden gets a quote pass where Derek doesn't, where Derek is such a point of of uh, criticism, and John is not. Paul Gunther is Mike Mayock, not so much. Well, here's why that. I think, just my opinion, you'll have a, probably a better uh, understanding of this than even I do. But I equated it to the emotional connection that we have with those individuals. We equate John Gruden with greatness. Now, granted, he won a Super Bowl against us, but he still went and won one. And he brought the Raiders to a position of prominence that we hadn't seen since the 80s and haven't been back at since. So we, one way or the other, we equate John Gruden with greatness. So I think he gets a little bit of a pass. But that said... Here's what we're giving them a pass on. In 36 games into, into their stint as coaches of the Raiders, John Madden won 25 games. John Rock run 27 games. Art Shell won 24. Tom Flores won 22. Del Rio, 21. Al Davis, 19. John Gruden, the first time, 19. Tom Cable won 13. So is John Gruden the second time around. And then Dennis Allen rounds out that list with only eight. John Gruden has not been good since he no, came back. Not. The Raiders rank in scoring on John Gruden's first stint, they were sixth in the league in scoring. This time, they're 26th in scoring. And, like, come on, man. So, Sonny, tell me, why do we give Gruden a pass, or are we now getting past that where we don't anymore? I have been on this kick for a couple weeks now. I think me and you talked about it. Uh, I don't think I think we have to hold Gruden's feet to the fire as well. Just because he has the ten million dollar ten for ten years, that doesn't give him a pass to to have us mediocre and have a, have us lose more than we win. He's obviously hasn't been successful the last couple of years. Now, okay, they've been rebuilding, but Raiders fans know we've been rebuilding for eighteen years right now, right? So we hate that word. <laughs> yeah. We hate that word almost as much as we hate the Tuck rule, right? I don't think we can have Gruden have a pass anymore. And, and the interesting thing about his offense is if you look purely at the numbers on paper, 
his offense looks like it's doing okay, right? I think it's in the top half of the league as far as points and yards and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But who are what signature wins can we look at for Gruden since he's been back? Could you can you think of any signature wins over well coached good teams that you can go, oh yeah, man, Gruden waxed that guy. Like who has he out coached? Who has he went against scheme for scheme and he had a better scheme? Like nothing comes to my mind. I'm sure we could do a deep dive maybe, but you know, he's been out coached by Belichick. He was out, he's been out coached by Andy Reid several times. Um, McVay got him on his return to the league in Monday night football. McVay got him like, yeah, I'm with you, dude. That's a great point that just like I criticized Derek Carr for not having that. You know, he's had a couple signature plays, Michael Crabtree to the front of the end zone or the back of the end zone in in Baltimore. Like there's been some very good, some amazing Derek Carr highlights, but you're right. Like that signature win though. And I think that's what Derek's missing. I mean, unless you want to call that Kansas city game, in Oakland, but that was in the midst of a non-playoff season again. So, like, like it was a great moment. It was a great win, but I, it wasn't really monumental. But I'm with you on, on on Gruden, man. That's interesting, especially considering the way they came down the stretch last year where there was a lot of opportunity for them to have a signature win and still make the playoffs. I mean, we didn't do it. And, and here's, the, here's what I'm leaning on more than anything else. I like Mayock. I like the players we're getting. I question if we can coach them up. After watching what Belichick has done with the Patriots this year, after they had all those guys opt out, they have a new quarterback, and they're still top echelon of the league, like, it comes down to coaching, man. And I think maybe sometimes we rag on the players too much instead of looking at the coaching and the schemes, and, and Littleton said it best. I can only go where they, where they put me to go. I can only tackle those who they put me in front of to tackle and stuff like that. Now, he has whiffed a couple of times, but I don't think it's too soon to call Gruden to the carpet. If you look at the last, uh, Gruden, Gruden came what? 2018, right? Was his first year? Correct. So since 2018, we've scored the last three games against the Chiefs. We've scored nine points, 10 points, and three points. Jeez. Prior to that, we scored 33 points. We lost 33 to 40. But the last three games against the Chiefs, we've scored a combined 22 points and we and really the last time in kansas city we played pretty well if it wasn't for that second quarter we gave up 28 points other than that we shut them out for three quarters we just couldn't put the and that's where i think it that's where it comes back to Derek, and that's where you start getting critical of Derek because it's his job to put up points the raiders have scored 23 and 20 points in the last two weeks, even with garbage time touchdowns, the league average is 25.8. Teams that score 20 to 23 points have a .208 winning percentage this season. Derek says he is sick of losing. Well, he's been the starting quarterback for 57 losses. Like, let's go. Like, come on now. Derek, you know? Derek Carr is 2-10 and 10 against the Chiefs. And now, and now here's, the, here's the hard part about being a fan. Eventually, you have to look at your rivals, if they're good, as the benchmark. Right now, the Chiefs are the benchmark in the NFL. They have an explosive offense. They have an okay defense, but they won a championship, and they're still winning, and they look to be unbeatable as of right now. And so that's, that's the metric. This old, this old school of defense running the, game, running the ball. Sure, that, that can work, but right now, the benchmark is the Chiefs. And we can hate them all we want. It freaking sickens me that they're on the top of the league. But if we want to get better, we have to compare ourselves across the board to them and look at our weaknesses. And we have a lot of them right now. Well, and I, I, I agree with you. And, I, and then I also look at it like this, too, that we just watched a plotting, methodical, slow-moving 
you know, move the chain offense, almost beat the Chiefs in New England. And that's essentially what the Raiders are trying to do. So while as much as I would love for them to start lighting up the freaking, you know, cliff branch deep, like I would love to see that kind of offense. And maybe we will. We'll see it a little bit more with Ruggs coming back. But I think that there's a world where that stuff works. It's just a matter of getting it executed. I think ultimately right now, the defense is what's going to... I mean, yes, I just criticized Derek Carr and because and said that we need to put up more points, clearly, because you got to put up a lot of points against the Chiefs. But my gosh, we have got to do something to create turnovers, to do something, get this defense in gear. So the defense... So speaking of guys that don't get a pass, Paul Gunther is on about the hottest seat you could possibly get, I would think. Now, granted... His pants have burned. His pants are burned. But, but granted, he is buddies with John Gruden. Like, this is like, this would be like, you know, me firing swag Jeff, man. Like, it's not going to happen, right? Like, I don't care how many emails he fumbles on. It doesn't matter. That's my guy. You know, and I'm kidding, Jeff. You know I love you. But um, you know what I'm kidding saying? That he, kidding that he could be fired or kidding that you love him? <laughs> no, I love him. Uh, but, uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it, that's his yeah. friend. So he's going to get more cushion more but at a but then at some point it's not show friends it's show business as bob sugar famously said at some point paul gunther is gonna have to be accountable and here's why the defense under paul gunther points per game 27.9 that's 31st in the league yards per play 6.1 that's 31st in the league passer rating against 101.6 that's 31st in the league sacks 49 that's 32nd in the league and takeaways 34 that's 32nd in the league that's trash like Jeez. don't tell it me is. oh i don't it have is. khalil mack don't tell me i didn't get this player i didn't get that player dude you're that's trash you're the bottom of the league the bottom two in the league in every single one of those very big time statistical categories what did you always say with quarterbacks it's touchdown to interception ratio and on defense it's turnovers it doesn't matter how many yards you get you could give up 500 yards of of uh on defense every single game but if you got four picks and a fumble you'll probably win you know what i mean like and that's where we're terrible like how often do we get to see the raiders turn the ball over when? Well, we see the we see the Raiders turn the ball over quite a bit when Derek Carr drops <laughs> yeah, back and fumbles it four no, times, leading. Lead, you know, people say, "Well, he hasn't thrown an interception this year." Well, that's great, but he leads the league in fumbles. So you know, uh, pick your poison, right? He, and almost, playing, and he almost lost another over. one if it wasn't for really a questionable call that went in our favor. I mean, that yeah. one where he was yeah. tossing the ball up like that's—that's that's a rookie mistake, man. Like. You're not, you don't do that as a veteran, and that's what tells me he's rattled. Like he's so freaking rattled back there. When when he's back there for more than three seconds, like I start panicking, right? <laughs> like, do you do the same thing? Yeah. Like when when he's back there and his first read isn't there, I'm like, oh shit, crap. <laughs> hold, hold on to the ball, Derek. <laughs> yeah, dude, when they double team his check down and he doesn't know where to go. Oh, I'm like, oh geez, Derek. Oh my dude, and how about uh we talked about this on the very first episode about what it was like not having fans. Can you imagine if there were fans in the stands during that Buffalo oh. game? And he fumbled after first Waller fumbles in the fourth quarter, and then Derek fumbles with five minutes left. Can you imagine what that crowd would have done? They would have wrecked him and all the Raiders. It would have been just him. They would have and, re- and, and here's my And here's the problem that I think that we don't talk about enough. Derek Carr says and does all the right things, right? It doesn't matter what you think anymore, Josh. He, he says all the right things, right? He does all the right stuff off the field 
But then on the and so he he gets all these young guys believing in him, buying in. Derek's great. Derek's been a veteran. He does this. He does that. But then he he fumbles the ball at the most crucial time of the game, and, or, or or fumbles it out of the end zone, or does an awkward pitch to somebody when he's being sacked. If you're great at your position in the NFL and you see your leader playing like that, if you see your boss in real life start doing a bunch of bonehead decisions. What are you going to think about him, right? You're not going to respect that guy. You're not going to fight for that guy. You're not going to put your heart on the line for that guy. No matter how great of a guy he is, it comes down to execution. And that's my biggest frustration with him right now. And, and, and it is, to me, he's a bigger issue than the defense, if you, if you ask me. Because he's the freaking leader of the team. If he galvanizes his team and gets them fired up and his play backs it up, the defense will be fired up and their play will back it up too. And so to me, it all comes down to Derek. If you ask me, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm so over him. He's the straw that stirs the drink, man. There's no doubt. And I, and I, you know, and this is not, people are going to say they're going to, they're going to say what they're going to say. People that listen to this show, but here's the, here's the deal. When you want an effective leadership is active leadership. It's not passive. It's not laissez faire. And when you saw the chiefs go down 24 to nothing at home in the playoffs last year, what did Patrick Mahomes do? He was in his and galvanized the troops. He was in everyone's face. He was hitting shoulder pads. He was hooting, hollering. He was getting guys fired up. He was trying to bring emotion back to that football team. And what happened? They came back and win, and they came back and won every single freaking game they were in until they won a Super Bowl. What do, what do we see Derek do when 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 the when the the things are kind of stacked against him a little bit? When there's when they're down ten points, when he has a bad play, he goes and sits He's on the sold. bench. He sits He's on the bench. Sad. He's sad sacks. Don't do that, Derek. You're better than that. You know how to lead men. Let's go, now, this, man. At the same time, I want nothing more than Derek to be successful. Like, like you know what I'm saying? That's like, what I'm saying. Like, I yeah, wanted to but do it's these so, things. It's frustrating, man. But I, I want to be his biggest fan. I am his biggest fan. He's the quarterback of my favorite team. I want him to be super successful. But at the same time, I'm not going to give him a free pass and sit here and, and play patty cake and Pollyanna with the crap, man. Like, that's it's it's stupid to do that, dude. It's so dumb. And, and we're walking into a week, and I hope I hope I come on next week, Murph, and I am, like, eating crow. Because we're walking into a week. We're going to be freaking thrashed by our one of our heated rivals. That's why I'm freaking pissed is because we should walk in this week and, and be excited about beating them. I have about 1% faith in me that the Raiders can beat the Chiefs this weekend. And that is horrible to say. I, there's nothing else I could say to, to top that because you are absolutely dead on, man. Could not agree more. And that's the tough part as a fan. You know, that's the toughest part of a fan, of being, being a fan is that he is our favorite quarterback. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? I have, his jer- I have him and Stabler in my closet. That's it. There you go. I don't, I don't hate the guy. No, but give us something to root for. Give us something to root for. And that's what we need because the, the stats, the 151 touchdown passes, beating Stabler, like, congratulations. That's awesome. You earned that. But that doesn't – I don't have an emotional connection to that. That doesn't get me up off my couch when we're down two scores in the fourth yeah. quarter. Like, okay, whoopee crap, man. Like, yeah. so what? Like, th- there's nothing to get – you know what I'm saying? But if that's in a game where they come back and beat the Bills and that touchdown, that 151, is the one that tied the game or put us in the league, now you're talking. Now yeah, you're talking. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. But that's not what we saw. This was, this was always Peyton Manning. <clears throat> Remember, this was the rub on Peyton. He couldn't win. He was a great regular season quarterback. Um, and I think Derek Carr's he's seven years in, man. Hasn't won a playoff game, dude. Like, like 
Yes, team's been in disarray, multiple offenses. I get it. I get it. But great players find a way to overcome. And he just he he is what he is, I think, at this point, Murph. All right, let me ask you one more question, but then we're going to get off of Derek Carr and move on to some good news. All right, so I asked this question rhetorically on RFR Live, and I'm going to ask you actively here. Play devil's advocate. You know, I would ask Mosh if he would have been on the show last week, but he wasn't here. I want you to be the biggest car supporter, Raider apologist. Like, Oh, I could be big Raider trucker. Go ahead. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yes. All right. So here's the quit. At what point do we hold Derek accountable at, for the lack of success? If everything, you is the crazy car stand, he is the guy. Okay. Fair enough. But at what point then is it okay for me to come on a podcast and say, eh, I'm not sure if he's the guy or not. You tell me then, Car Stan, what point is e it all right? Easy question. Okay. For a guy as smart as Big Red or Trucker. Uh, when the defense is at minimum uh, 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 like, like uh, 15th, 16th in the league, if, if our defense was ranked 16th in the league in, in turnovers, in points, in yards, if they were like as mediocre, but just as even keel as possible, <clears throat> to me, that says, okay, our defense isn't awful, but they're not great. So the difference maker will be Derek Carr. He will either make our, make our team successful or he'll make it not successful. So you give me a defense that is, that is 16th in the league at a minimum across the board, and then it's all on Derek Carr at that point. I think that's fair. Fair enough. I dig it. All right, Sonny. Let's hit a break, and then let's get to some good news. Draw Tanya, Britannia rules the waves. This is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, calling you from London, England. And you're listening to Raider Fan Radio. And we're in Merth's Cave, and I tell you, this is the only place you need to be. Go Raiders! All right, go Raiders. So, go, Raiders. go Raiders. Silver and black, UK, man. Those guys rock. Guys and gals. Um, all right, let's go to some good news. <laughs> let's talk about the quarterbacks that have won in Arrowhead, Sonny. <laughs> Do you want to try? Let's see. Let's, let's play a little guessing game here. One, two, three, four, Maybe five, six, seven, eight, press. nine, ten, eleven. There are 11 quarterbacks for the Raiders that have won in Kansas City. Let's see if you can get five of them. Uh, all time? Yes, all time. Okay, Stabler. Stabler. Uh, um, LaMonica. LaMonica. Good. Okay, okay. Two for two. Um, Plunkett. Of course. Yep. That's yep. that's okay. three. All right. Now it okay. gets a little tougher. Actually, now not yet. Tougher. Not yet. Not not quite yet. Uh, Gannon. There you go. All right. Now it's going to get tougher. Terrell Pryor. No. No, no, no. Ah. Campbell. 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 There Campbell, you Campbell. go. Yeah. Jason Campbell. All right. You got five. You want to try to keep going? Because he was the last one that won actually up there. Yeah. Uh, no. Wasn't he the last one who won up there? Uh-uh. You're close, oh. but no. Okay. Uh, I got five out of 10 so far. You got, you got five out of 11 so far. There's 11. Oh, jeez. Uh, well, I mean, now it's a crapshoot at this point, you know? Steve Berline. Hostetler. <laughs> Hostetler. Uh, okay. no, 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 no. No. Hostetler's not on the list. He didn't win up there? Hostetler never won in Kansas City. Okay. Jay Schrader. Yes. Good job. Tuiasa Sopa. No. Marinovich. No. Blanda. No. <laughs> no. 
Uh, Prior Campbell. Trying to think of who uh, who was recent here. Uh, oh no, he didn't even play. Did Schwab? Schwab didn't play no. for us. Did he? Think about. Oh, who? Walrus. Walrus won up there, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Jamarcus yeah. won. Yeah. yeah. Jamarcus won. There's only three. Like, one, two, three, or four I like, more. I like how when I say Walrus, you automatically know it's Jamarcus. <laughs> <laughs> you could have said Jabusta's fat back. I also would have taken that for a correct answer. <laughs> how many more is there? There's three, four left. One yeah, of them you ought to get, man. That was the, that's the most recent one. Think about who was after Campbell. Uh, I don't know. Why I can't think about. Come on, man. Think about Hugh, Michael Bush, Darren McFadden, the heyday, man. Well, the heyday. I thought that was it wasn't that Jason Campbell Denarius was there. Right after that. Right after. Um, I, I said prior already. The trade that will echo in history, according to the man that 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 did it. Oh, Palmer. There you Palmer. go. Why can't I think about Palmer? Yeah, Carson yeah. Palmer. There you go. Now the last. Those those, those are pretty traumatic years, Murph. I kind of <laughs> blocked those out. <laughs> those are pretty rough. All right. The, you want the last three? They're they're pretty tough. They're pretty. Yeah, 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 okay, start getting obscure. Dante Culpepper. Oh, okay. Mark Wilson. Remember okay. him, number six, and then Dan Pastorini. Oh, there you go. And then Dan Pastorini. All right, so there's your 11 quarterbacks yeah. that have run. So, hey, listen, there's some pretty significant names that are not – it's not an easy place to play. Uh, so Derek Carr is not alone, certainly, on, on you know, like you said, Blanda. Like, there's some greats that have never won there. Him, um, and, him, and, him and Jake Plummer can have their sorrows together for never having won it. Arrowhead there you go. There you go. All right, so there's, some, so there's a little bit of good news. Now let's go to some, some, uh, some, some really – uh, good news for the Raiders in this game coming up. Trent Brown, Henry Ruggs, Malik Collins, and Rico Gafford are all listed, listed as questionable for the for the game. Edwards is going to be out, but uh, in NFL terms, questionable means pretty good. If you're doubtful, probably not. But questionable means they're likely going to see the field. So that's good news. Also good news, Sonny. The Raiders have cut down on big plays they allow defensively. They ranked tied for fifth. So here's pretty good with only 13 plays of 20-plus yards uh, or more this season. They allowed 148 over the past two years, ranking 29th in the NFL. So what are the Chiefs known for? Big plays, right? Well, we're not giving up big plays, so that's pretty good. So I, I think that considering that we're not as susceptible to the big play, we're going to about be at full strength, certainly closer than we have been since week two, um, there's a shot. So you're saying there's a chance. Like that's a little bit of a bright spot, Sonny. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> or we'll lose by 40. There's no hope. To me, this game, I mean, I don't want to be a sad sack the whole time, but it's like this game reminds me of the doldrum years of being a Raiders fan where it's like, I just hope it's close until the second quarter. You know what I'm saying? Like honestly, like what are we gonna do? How are we gonna what are we gonna beat them? How are we gonna beat them? Run the ball fifty times the game, lose seven nothing. I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, the only the only thing that that I get excited about is that. Well, hang on, let me think. Let me try to think of something. There's, there's literally nothing. Like I, and I'm, I'm, that, I, I, I get it. Subjective. It's fun. It's ready, but like from an objective point of view, like. Well, it's it's the any given Sunday. It's the idea that no one's going to go undefeated, likely, uh, and that you know the dice have no memory, but the odds are at some point, you know, the roulette wheel is going to roll black and not red. Ooh, that was good. 
That's pretty good. That pretty yeah, good. but you know what I'm saying? Like, at some point, we got to win. Like, just, odds are, I mean, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, like, come on. But I'm with you, though, dude. It's, it's, I just want to have something to root for. And it, I being all of us. Like, give us yes. something to root for, yeah. Raiders. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there are no moral victories. But give us a game. Give us something to be excited about. Don't, you know, don't kick us in the nuts in the first quarter and then you know, let us watch you, you know, plot along to a, like, you know, a 35-7 loss. Like, that would be awful, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, give us something to freak. And here's why, too, is that, you know, we have a Sunday night game against the Chiefs coming up later in the year in, uh, in late November. Like, wouldn't it be nice if we go and say we didn't even win? Right, I'm never going to root for them to lose, but say we we keep it close, we lose by three, you know, sure. a 31 sure. 28 type game. All right, then hey, what about when we got them in a legion? We got momentum. We'd be yeah, excited we got about it, right? Yeah. We'd be yeah. fired up. Hey, we know Derek can beat them at home. You know, they almost did it on the road. Like, there's momentum there. So I don't know. That's that's kind of what I'm hoping for. So all right, any final words on the on the outlook or the and the upcoming game? Then we're going to dive into a little bit of history. I hope everything. We have talked about up to this point comes back to bite us in the face. I hope that everybody who listens to the show comments on the YouTube and whatever they, they comment to you and say, look how wrong you idiots were. And I hope we have to eat crow next week because the Raiders beat the Chiefs. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. And goes down and Max Crosby, who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. All right, before we get out of here, we're going to uh, share some cool history with you. Uh, and this is, this is good. So we're going we're to end on a high note for sure. Uh, sadly, we, uh, we lost Al Davis um, on October 8th. And I forget what year. Was it 2011, right? Yeah, October 8th, 2011. Uh, but let's remember how great he was, man. And I think that's where the good comes, is that Al Davis was – you know, I could go on and on, and we've done shows exclusively to all the wonderful things that Al Davis did, uh, you know, from literally inventing the mystique and the everything about the Raiders, like, he were, were crafted from that man's mind. Like, he's up there with Paul McCartney and George Lucas, and, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people that, like, crafted something out of nothing, like, Al Davis is one of the absolute all-time greatest in those terms, not to mention he was a brilliant strategist and maverick and, you know... All the things. All right. But here's what we love so much about him, that all those things are great. You can be great off the field all you want. But on the field, the Raiders had the third best winning percentage under Al Davis's leadership and were tied for seventh most in playoff berths uh, and three Super Bowl wins, of course, and two more Super Bowl appearances. Now, that 569, that's even after the last like six or seven years when it really wasn't going so hot for the Raiders. And, you know, when everybody accused Al being out of touch and all that kind of stuff. If you look back, back, I remember my Uncle Murph and your dad used to always say that, like, the Raiders had, in fact, hang on a second. I got it right here. I got it on this old, on this old media guide. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold this up here so you can see that, Sonny. I'm going to read it for the, for the listeners there. But what this thing says is this oh, is the 1992 go. media guide. And on the back of it, Top professional sports records from 1963 to 1991. 
The Los Angeles Raiders were number one in winning percentage in football mm-hmm. with a 670 winning percentage. Next was the Boston Celtics with 657, the Montreal Canadiens at a 649, and the Baltimore Orioles at a 550. So here we are, like, this is what Al Davis was to the Raiders. This is the connection that we have to greatness. This is our emotional connection to this team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and again, none of it you get there without, without the Maverick himself. <coughs> It's nice you point that up, Murph. Point that out, Murph, because you know for 18 years it's been anything but that, and, and it's been hard. It's hard to. It's almost like you're holding on to something that never was, e- even though we know it was that way. Because I remember that. I remember growing up. I remember hearing those words from my dad. They're the greatest team in, in all sports franchises. You know, the winningest team and stuff like that, and the kings of Monday night, right? The kings of Monday night. You know. And you just you just hear all that, and then for 18 years, it's it's just this, and and that's what that's what what drives me to to be so critical of Carr. It's not that I think he sucks. It's just that our franchise deserves better. Raiders fans deserve better. We we deserve to be great once again, like the Raiders were, because of what Al did for what he stood for, for for his efforts with societal changes and stuff like that, like for who that man was prior to the the prior to the the what am i thinking of here the white the whiteboard and all that stuff the lane yeah 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 yeah. prior to those crazy scenarios with the bandaid on his forehead and everything like this guy was a genius man he was a steve jobs of football to a certain degree there you go he's another there's another one he could easily be equated with yes you know and so raiders fans the raider organization the mystique of al davis like we deserve better we deserve to be better than this and Derek Carr knows that it's just I just don't know if he's the guy now maybe he stays with the, the team for a long time and here I am going back on Derek Carr again but all that to say we deserve better because because they've been better well and because of the legacy that was has been established I absolutely yes. agree and I'm gonna you know another thing and I'm glad you touched on the the social aspect of it because Al Davis you know he was Equality. He represented what equality became in the league from the way that he recruited and drafted players to the way that he hired front office personnel to the way that he hired his coaches. And so today is October 9th. And so let's celebrate and give much respect to not only Al Davis for making the call, but for the man that took the field as the, as the Raiders head coach on October 9th, 1989. The Raiders beat the Jets 14-7 to on Monday Night Football. Al Davis, or Al Davis, Art Shell became the first black head coach to win a game in the modern era of pro football, because prior to that, it was Fritz Pollard. Um, quarterback Jay Schrader had a 73-yard pass to wide receiver Mervin Fernandez. Uh, safety Eddie Anderson had an 87-yard interception return for a touchdown. But here's the thing. Not only was Art Shell awesome, but clearly, as a, he's our best friend, um, but when he was when, as, as, from a playing career, but he brought that mystique that everything that it was to be a Raider from the 70s he, and, and early 80s, he brought that to the current day Raiders in this time. And frankly, being the first ever, you know, black head coach, like that carries a lot of weight and responsibility and oh, yeah. and like you know what i mean the impact of that and so for him to to embrace that and even when you listen to him get interviewed he even says like i felt like the country was ready for me i felt like the country was ready to see that on television and so but here's the baller thing here's the thing that 
defines what the Raiders are. One of the many things that defines what the Raiders are and why it's so important, like what Sonny's saying, for us to return to this greatness. Al Davis hires Art Shell and puts him out there to be the head coach for the Raiders, the first ever black head coach on Monday Night Football. Literally, the world is watching. And what did he know was going to happen? What was the expectation? They're going to beat the freaking Jets. Because if he goes out there and loses, he puts our Art out there and Art loses, guess what? Here come all the freaking questions and criticisms and BS that would come from everybody. But no, he put him out there, had confidence in him, and they freaking won. Like, that's what it's all about. They freaking won. He closed the deal. Art Shell did it, and he did it on the biggest goddamn stage there was in football because nobody had their noses in Twitter back then. Everyone was watching the freaking Monday Night Football game. That's baller. That's gangster. That's badass. And that's what it's all about to be a Raider. And uh, fires me up, Sonny. God dang it, we need to beat the Chiefs. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. But that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what drives our passion to be critical, man, is – we we weren't this we we've lost we're like the second losingest team in the freaking last 18 years man like when people say don't well, at least we're not the jets i wish we were the jets they've won more <laughs> games than we have in the last 18 years man it's so like we are that team now we are the bottom of the barrel we are the laughing stock we are the joke we are the oh at least you're not a raiders fan oh at least at least you're not playing for the, like we are that team right now and we never were and we've so, fallen so far from where we were I just wonder if we can ever get, get back, you know? It's like the Raiders in our country are doing the same exact thing. Can we ever get back to uh Oh my to, gosh, like Sonny getting all can, political. Can, can we ever can we ever agree? Can we ever, you know, have unity? Can we ever whatever, you know? But uh anyway. I have so. faith. I have faith in this great nation, and I also have faith in Raider Nation, man. I think Me we too. can get back there. Let's do it. Let's go, Sonny. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right, Raider Nation, appreciate you joining us here on The Rundown. You can find us uh, on YouTube, youtube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave. You can also find us uh, on any of your favorite podcast service. That is M-U-R-F-S, Fan Cave. Just search on any podcast service and you'll find us. And hey, do us a favor. You're a Raider fan. You know other Raider fans. Tell them about the show. If you like hearing what, uh, what we had to say tonight, or even if you didn't, hopefully we just kind of, you know, uh, provided a little bit of uh, uh, provocative thought for you, yeah, even if you don't agree with us. And if you don't agree with us, tell us, because it's, you know, it's easy for us to sit here behind a couple microphones and spew our opinions. Give us yours. Give us that feedback. You can call our show anytime, 909-345-3346. You can email us anytime at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Give us your feedback. If you think we're full of crap, tell us we're, that, that you think we're full of crap. But we want to hear, hear from you. If you agree, agree, whatever. We're not here looking to be right, right? Right. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big this summer with great deals, all in the Kroger app. Get red, green, or black juicy seedless grapes for $1.88 per pound with your card and a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free delicious 12-packs of Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.